Hi, everyone. Uh, we're back after a very short I am sick because my kids made me sick, period. I'm so sorry for the delay. But uh, when you have small kids in daycare, they bring home all kinds of surprises. And anyone who's a parent out there knows what I'm talking about. So, yeah, that's just life and there's not really much I can do about it. In any case, we have a new panel and we have three new dilemmas. And for anyone out there who's not familiar with the format, I have three dilemmas from uh, people that's written to me or I've talked to. And they're all anonymous. Um, I have three people here that are completely different people. They do not know each other. If they do, I don't know. Interesting. Uh, and they will try and help as much as possible. Or at least give the best advice or opinion on a certain matter. Uh, but let's just get into it. And I can introduce the panel. We have Maria Grove, Holly Hughes, and Denise. I'm going to probably say this wrong. Damicho. Yeah, I was going to say, is it Damicho? Uh, but yeah. <laughs> but let's start with you, Denise. You're creator of the Healer's Realm podcast, and you have the shamanic group, and you're a full-time grad student, which I was very impressed. Like you're up to, you're you're in in the middle of getting a PhD in mind, body, and medicine, if I'm not wrong, with a special yeah. uh, speciality in complex trauma and healing process. Oh, that's a long one. <laughs> so. I really want to know what is actually this that the PhD. What is it that you're looking into? Well, I'm I'm definitely on the journey of getting my PhD, and um, I'm coming up on completing one year of that. I have several more years to go, but it's really uh, mind body medicine is uh, the integrative approach to you know the whole body of healing. You know, instead of just using conventional medicine. We're talking about other things that can be um, collaborative with the conventional medicine, exploring those things. And so, you know, everybody knows what complex trauma is. So the same thing goes with that is really just uh, having a collaborative measure on how to approach trauma. Okay. So in, I was going to say more holistic way, because yes. uh, yeah, I, I, I do agree on that. There are certain things, modern medicine they can do but i also i'm a firm believer in there are certain plants that have certain uh how can i say healing entities that we kind of forgot about that we need to rediscover and then of course there's other stuff that can be used for something completely different uh but i completely agree with the agree with the whole holistic part of that uh, which i think is amazing that it's actually used um, I think when I when I studied at university, that wasn't even something you talked about anymore. It's like, yeah, that's nonsense. That's not something people do. Like they're crackpots. Uh, but I'm glad that's actually moving on to something like this, and I'm glad to have you on. My next guest is Holly Hughes. You're an intuitive healer. You're an author, and you're a speaker. I would like to know a bit more about your intuitive healing. Uh, sure. I This is the easiest way I know how to explain it to anyone who it's just outside their box. 
Um, you know, um, when you walk into a room after someone's had a fight and you can feel the tension in the air, you might feel really uncomfortable. Well, I can kind of get mes messages like that all the time, but it's more love-based. And so when I'm looking at someone, I can, I start to feel their emotions. That's the empathic part, but I just know things I can't possibly know. Um, and I hear and feel things that are going on in sessions with me include some intuitive conversations. So it's a conversation and energy work. So it's a different vibration than Reiki. If you're open to that, I also like to say, I don't need the symbols. I just like tap into love. I just really like to always focus on that. Right. And, and then I share it and then I just receive messages and your body will always tell me things that your mind doesn't. Um, and it's my normal and I've always had the gifts. I just didn't realize you didn't. And then one time I got really sick and I had a pretty big operation. And when I woke up, it was silent. And I was like, oh, is that what you live like? So um, I like to say I help heal people's hearts. So the pain from the past stops limiting the future. That's a great way of putting it because, oh. yeah, the past usually has something to do with your future. And it tends to echo uh, in, in the future of your life. So interesting. And thank you so much for being here. Then we have our last panelist, which is Maria Grove. You are a professional home organizer and you teach how to start in with good habits in the home, which I think is something a lot of people might want in this day and age because we kind of forgot like we're all busy trying to make a career. We're all busy to be the best we can be. But some way in between that, we all forgot about we have this box with a roof and people in it. How do right. we figure that out? Yeah, so, your home is not your storage area. Yeah. You know, that is that is what I, I strive to to teach my clients. Absolutely. And uh um yeah, I teach I teach starting good habits in the home. Um, you know, just basic things to help you make your life easier, stress-free. You know, if you have a really um, clutter-free home, decluttered home, um, and it's beautiful, then your cortisol levels are lower, your stress is lower. It's just everything about your life is easier. So, um, you know, it's it, it really can help. I would say something like the, I, I don't know if they, if you, you, yeah, you probably know that, uh, all that minimalism is that like 10 years ago. Yeah. Still of coming course. back as, as a thing. Is that something you, you kind of teach people also? Cause I'm, I'm not a minimalist. I am, I like my stuff. Um, I, you know, I have my, I have my collections of things and my art and, and my baskets and things like that. I, but I have, I just, what I do is I teach people that decluttering is a way to not get rid of things. It's actually to find the good things in your home. It's to it's to get rid of the mess and the noise in your house um, so that you can display the wonderful memento that you got on your honeymoon or the graduate degree, um, you know, that you want to hang on your wall. You you want to you want to celebrate the wonderful things in your life and not have just all the noise around it. 
So that's what I teach. Um, it's not about getting rid of things. It's about finding the good stuff. Which is also kind of a good idea because I'm, I'm from Europe. I'm originally from Denmark, well, where minimalism is a, a way of life. Like if it's not practical and if it's not multifunctional, don't buy it. Right. Except if except if it's very high end, modern, modern furniture that's super expensive, and I can trust me, it's expensive like a couch for like ten thousand dollars. But then again, you get a lifetime warranty. Like if anything breaks, you send it back to the fa factory, and they will fix it and send it back to you. But I can clearly, I've, I've met a lot of Americans uh, over my time now and been invited to a lot of uh, houses. And the only thing I never understood was when I came up to a house, all of their cars are outside the garage. And I'm like, why? Like, you have this wonderful space. Why don't you use it? And they open. And the garage oh. is small. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay. So that's your little not only your life but your wife's and your kids in mm -hmm. the garage which is a yep. multi-purpose space and i'm like why not just like figure out what's the what has the most meaning and then get right. get that keep that and the ones that like the the taxes from 10 years ago burn it or right. whatever makes you feel safe which is a Again, I used to do that, save taxes and all that from 10 years ago. I'm like, I may need it. You don't need it. You just no. call IRS and say, hey, I need a copy of everything you received. But yeah, thank you so much for being here. And we're just going to go right for it. I will give you the title for the first dilemma. It's a bit long. So if you do not have a, a piece of paper or pen, now might be a good time to get it or if you have a photographic memory hang on because this one is interesting the title is I've changed my mind about becoming a dad wow I'm a 39 year old male and my wife is 36 years old uh, we've been married for 8 years uh, almost 9 uh, first this is not a case of she is pregnant and I don't want the baby, honestly. I've always been told that I would be a great father since every time I see a baby, I get all emotional and babies uh, feel comfortable with me. Uh, people even say that I am a natural father. With this in mind, at first we decided that we wanted to wait before getting pregnant. Uh, and start getting a bigger family. We agreed to wait for a couple of years. We took all the necessary methods, making sure that we would spend time for ourselves. But after a year, we decided that we didn't want to wait anymore. And well, yeah, it's been seven years. And every time that we suspected that we were pregnant, uh, we weren't. Uh, and it hurt in the first three years. Uh, 
we cried, we felt disappointed, and we even started hating. Uh, I even started hating myself. And after visiting a fertility specialist, I was told that I was the problem. Uh, there is not enough uh, material, if you know what that means. Even though uh, there is something coming out, it's almost empty bullets uh, in a way. Uh, I've hated myself more. Uh, so with this, uh, every time that we try again, uh, and we suspect that we're uh, that we were uh, with the baby. Uh, not only me, my wife and I didn't have the expectations at all anymore. And yeah, uh, it was confirmed uh, that there was no baby at that point. Uh, now, last year, weird things started to happen. Uh, my wife started to be nauseous, vomiting, sudden mood changes, uh, and used to be, uh, I used to be kind of a man who didn't believe that uh, this kind of thing happens and were real. Uh, but my wife had cravings for food that she usually would hate. Uh, but in November of 2022, uh, we found out that there was a reason why. We were pregnant. But we lost our baby. The gynecologist confirmed that she had been pregnant for a month, possibly more. Uh, we were devastated, and to get to get like for things to get even worse, the gynecologist was blaming us for not taking care of the pregnancy. We were doing our normal life and he kept saying uh, why we didn't do uh, this and that uh, and we felt that it was our fault but I was mad because we lost the, our baby and my wife felt even worse uh, with each one of the words that came out of that person's mouth. All I wanted to was to beat the living crap out of this person. Uh, but my wife needs me right now. I told her that we were going to find someone better. Uh, and we did. Our new OBGYN explained it to us. That is uh, more common than, than we think. Uh, that the only difference is that when a woman loses a baby, usually that uh, they don't talk about it. Uh, they keep it to themselves. Uh, so there is no one to blame and, and gave us hope. Uh, that is why we got pregnant uh, once. Then after years thinking that it wasn't possible, there is now hope. So we under so we underwent some testing and found out that she has diabetes and some other health health issues. Uh, 
to be honest. I'm scared since I know how unstable a diabetic person's health can be. Uh, and with a pregnancy, uh, this can affect all aspects of her health, liver, kidney, heart, rate, etc. And I am truly terrified. I have always been a paranoid person. Uh, I can't help it. I can't control it. And since we got married, I have seen uh, uh, in my mind that I will be losing her, uh, carrying on without her. Uh, this is the reason that if the why I always try to have what she might possibly need, uh, checking the car that it's okay, uh, the wheels and everything is safe for her. I know her better than she knows herself. I even know more about her than I know about myself. I know that the most you will say is don't be afraid, go for it, and everything is going to be okay. But unfortunately, my hunch about things in the past has been proven right. Every time that I do not listen to that hunch, uh, and what I saw in my mind happens. So, now I'm lost. I don't know what to do. I feel that we should stop trying uh, for a baby. Uh, and no, adoption is not an option here. Uh, not because I don't want to, but because she is the one that doesn't want to. So it's not an option for us. Uh, I haven't told her about my feelings because I, I know this will break her heart, but uh, I'm afraid and scared and this uh, freaking dream of mine will will come true and I will lose her. She wants to continue, but I can't gather the words, the idea, or a way to tell her how I feel. I don't know, I don't want to be a dad if that means that I will lose her. What should I do? So, let's start. Who wants, actually, I'm going to ask, who wants to take a crack at this to begin with? Holly, you yeah. can start. Yeah. So, I think the first thing I want to say is I think it's really brave to write that note. As a person who dealt with infertility, and I personally had three miscarriages, and I know the toll that takes on a relationship, it makes intimacy not fun when you're really trying to have a baby, right? It becomes about an outcome and not connection. And losing your wife is a genuine and legitimate fear. So I think the first thing that I would do is like go get to a safe place that is a good place and comfortable for both of you and start by comforting her and seeing if where she's at in her grieving, where she's at with the loss. I know for my partner, it's much harder for him to see me grieving and he was willing to give up sooner than I was because he didn't want to see me go through the pain of it again. And if you can maybe start in that conversation in the I'm afraid of disappointment, and then go, and then more than that, I'm afraid of losing you. 
And perhaps you can talk about taking a break for a few months that you give a chance to both get healthy, right? Like uh, you can do so much with diabetes depending on what type with just what food you take and just see if you can get into a physically more strong place without grief is part of the soup of what's going on in the relationship. And if that's an option, I would take having a baby off the table for six months at least to a year. She's still very young. And then approach it and maybe both of your fears will be much lighter because you'll have a time to get healthy and honest and finish grieving what you lost. Um, uh, Denise, you want to pick up here? Yes. Um, first of all, um, I agree with Holly where she said how brave uh, this this person was in writing this. Um, a loss of a child is never easy. I've lost um, two. And um, it's a very painful thing. And so um, that being said, where your wife is at this particular moment and where you are at this particular moment is a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity for you, first of all, to see um, what if, what if it was possible for um, you guys to still have the baby and also for your wife to be in a healthier state? Um, is it worth at this moment before you even know if it is possible to um, release your heart's desires? Both you and your wife want this, and I hear it in the the letter that you wrote that you really, truly, truly want this. And so before you give it up, what I would suggest is is that First of all, look for a, a different medical team. And when I say team, that's what you guys need right now at this time is a medical team. Now, let's let you know that I'm not a medical doctor and I don't have any kind of medical license or anything. But from my um, perspective and also from the, my own experiences as well as my uh, trainings go is that a good medical team could help you to get to a healthier state. And when I say medical team, I don't just mean conventional where you're going to see um, your, you know, your general MD and you're going to see your gynecologist and, you know, all of the people, all of the things, the nutritionists and things of that nature. What I'm also telling um, or asking you, actually, if this is something that you would want to do is um, maybe getting some massages going. I feel like relaxation can help you guys both and reconnect with each other so you could have these different kinds of conversation. Maybe a couple's massage to get you in a relaxed state. And this is a part of integrative medicine. It's not just about taking herbs. And really, it isn't really about just taking herbs. It's about um, incorporating things that are going to help to heal your whole entire body, mind, and your spirit. And so if you guys have a couple's um, massage and, you know, even, you know, maybe have two people massaging you and you guys are able to hold hands during the massage, maybe look into each other's eyes during the massage and really reconnect on a different level to kind of have these kinds of conversations. Maybe something will change. Maybe either of you will offer a uh, a different approach to what you're going through or even really maybe your wife has concerns and she may not even be telling you that 
she may have the same fears or concerns that you have. But until you uh, have that conversation, you won't know. So another thing could help is uh, acupuncture. Acupuncture could definitely help with the situation that you're going through. Any kind of stress reliever um, is really good at this time. Um, a t change diet, a lifestyle change. Maybe you guys walk more, have uh, walks or even exercise, even if it's in the house. You guys exercise together, do yoga. Yoga is um, is very interesting. <laughs> um there's so many different things that you could incorporate in your life to help you on your healing journey, to get to the state of not only your wife's healing, but also uh, you may possibly even have that child that you, or even more than one child that you may desire to have. Um, also, the last thing that I would like to say is that um when you're in the midst of a situation that does that looks bleak, <laughs> the first answer is like, okay, well, maybe we should give up. I just want to offer to you that there can be a possibility that's much more better and greater than that, that could give you and your wife exactly what you guys want and what you deserve. So um, don't be so quick to give up, um, believe, and know that things could possibly get better. Maria? It's so difficult. I, you know, I, I, I don't want to, um, my, my recommendation, you know, my advice is about the home and about, you know, you know, decluttering and, and things like that. So, um, but I will share that I, I too have lost, uh, a, a, a baby. I, um, I lost a, a, a baby, um, 10 years ago, I would have a 10 year old running around if, uh, if I hadn't lost one, um, which is weird to me. And, uh, I think about my family and I think about that, um, quite often. And I think about those anniversaries. So I'm not without understanding, you know, what this family is going through. And, um, I, I'm with Denise and I understand that this family needs to find a new care team, um, uh, you know, and, and something holistic. I love the idea of more yoga. I love the idea of acupuncture. Um, I love the idea of a new OBGYN who's going to be a little bit more holistic. Um, I myself am pre-diabetes, so I'm starting down that journey and understanding a little bit more. So I understand his fears about her health, and I think that's very noble um, and very interesting, um, because it really does affect everything. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a very difficult situation, but if he can step back and take a minute, I, I liked Holly's idea of taking, taking the baby off the table for a couple of months and taking a breather and saying, let's reset. Like a reset is, is a wonderful idea. Um, you know, you can do that in your home. You can take take that opportunity and declutter your entire home during that reset. You know, and that that's something for your mind to do that you don't have to think about making a baby. You can just focus on your house for six months. Um, you know, so that's it's it's just give your give your body a task to do, and uh, and your mind a task, and and maybe in the meantime while you're doing that something will pop up 
um, they always say that they always say that when you're not looking, something happens, and uh, and that that you know that the miracles happen then. So, if if we take take the wife off the table just for a second, and just focus on him, because uh-huh. uh, I would say he's a hot mess right now. Like he has <laughs> literally seven thousand thoughts in his mind. At least that's what I get out of the reading. Um, one thing I did pick up on in my uh, in the reading is that all of his fears around, is around her. Uh, should he? I know it's hard, and it we've talked about this in the podcast before when it was on a, under another name, but. The truth is usually hard. Everyone says truth will set you free. Yeah, but truth can do a lot of things here. Good, bad, and in between. But isn't it important to him and and, and for her that he be honest, whether he may lose her or not? Because it's, it's not fair if he withhelds or does not open up about this is 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 that what we're talking about that he needs to be upfront with this i think he definitely needs to uh speak his feelings i think both of them do they need to be able to approach this in an honest way because that's the only way that they're going to be able to move forward in unison so you know in knowing what each other needs as well as wants and one of the things that I also uh, would like to recommend is Tantra. Um, it is a wonderful thing in this moment to even um, explore as a couple, because once again, you know, being honest and having these conversations, which are huge conversations, life-changing conversations, um, sometimes it's very challenging um body language everything that's going on is very challenging i know that he had some issues with his body now she's having issues with her body both of them have these things going on with them that is new that they're just finding out and tantra is a way to weave each other together in different forms um it's also it's not just sexual i'm just (laughs) gonna say that it's not just sexual but it will enhance those moments which will also enhance their bond, their communication, could possibly enhance their communication, as well as their understanding of each other. And so um, looking into Tantra, looking into uh, just being woven together in this journey so that it won't be like, well, she's here, you know, in one place and I'm in another, but it will be like, we are doing this together. This is our situation. This is our um, problem, our issue that we are tackling together as a team. And I think that would be very helpful for him. I think that um, if we're focusing on him and all the fear that was coming out of him, I have like, you know, the one of the acronyms for fear is false evidence appearing real. So his anxiety is spinning out of control. And I like 
giving people an option to like physically let anger and rage out because he's pissed off that he had an a-hole of a guy now who like blamed them who like i wish he beat them up like honestly like that is the worst thing ever and you said we could be frank so let's be frank that person needs to not be seeing any people with fertility stuff ever so he's got that he's probably somewhere in his mind failed to protect his person He's failing to provide the child he wants. He's failing on all these masculine milestones somewhere in his body. So I would say before you have this open, honest communication, handle some of your stuff so you don't give it to her because she's got her own. So one of my favorite things to do when I have my own anxiety or when I'm really angry is I get the biggest pillow in the house Every woman, I know even if, I bet you have to get people to throw some of these pillows away. The big giant Euro pillow, they're everywhere, right? But you take the biggest pillow and you go to the back of the sofa and you lift it over your head and you smash it. And that, and then you scream and you say everything you want to say. F you, doctor, idiot. And it's not fair. And this is what we want. And now I'm afraid and I'm afraid she's going to be sick. And instead of love, I'm full of fear. This is crap. And the more you hit the pillow, you it just you're letting it go. Um, and it seems silly, but I promise it works. Like it works because you're then exhausted. If you're a runner, you might want to run. If you like hitting golf balls, right? That's still breath, one thought, one stroke. In, out. It's still a yogic tantric kind of thing, even if it's separate. I think my heart goes out to him because he's full of fear. And when you're around someone like that, it usually triggers your own anxiety. So like handle your stuff, but be honest and like let the rage out. I don't think it to anger gets a bad rap because people are crazy on the Internet and they'll trolley. I'm not saying that, but yeah. owning that you're angry and like letting it out instead of it consuming you, it'll pass through you. Maria, have you have anything for him specifically that he you might think he could use well i like letting the rage out <laughs> yeah, me too i do too yeah. Yeah. let's all do that <laughs> it is it is healthy moment <laughs> like like um i can speak from own experience uh when i used to live in denmark uh we would go and cut trees down an axe in the tree and two hours <laughs> i can guarantee that you're not angry anymore right yeah <laughs> you let it out expand yeah. it's good yeah, um, it did seem like he had a lot of anxiety, um, a lot yeah. of fear, um, and so that's you know a, a difficult a difficult thing to deal with. And I I like what you know what Holly said about you have to deal with your own stuff first. Um, so it's important to to maybe find a counselor, find somebody who you can work with your things first, and you know see what you can see what you can go through see what you can make some you know so i'm um so i'm a practicing buddhist um and um i've had some pretty interesting um enlightenment recently um you know breakthroughs because i've started practicing you know post um covid i've started practicing with other people i've started going to a center and practicing and learning with a teacher instead of just learning at home. And so, you know, maybe there's an opportunity for this man to 
go to a, a group. Maybe there's a group of well for fertility people, people struggling with fertility, and he can have a breakthrough in a group with other people because he's not going to do it alone by himself, sitting in his room, stewing about these things. He, it, you know, he really needs somebody else showing him the way. Yeah, I agree. But I just want to add just one more thing to this. And I love uh, Maria and Holly, your approach to doing it separate, because I do believe that, you know, we all both parties um, probably have some processing to do where they need to do it on their own, because it may be some triggers from whatever, from just like I think Holly said in the beginning, from past events that has not yet healed yet. And so now they need to really work on that individually. But once again, and um, of course, uh, in the end, this person, whoever this is on the other side that's receiving these messages, um, is going to be the one to really make the decision. But um, in his conversation or in his letter, his cry out, um, it seemed to me like he was really, really not wanting to lose his wife. He wanted to um, make sure that she was a part of how he was feeling and what he was going through. And so if that's your um, end game as to making sure that you are able to do this with your wife, I would suggest that you also, uh, once you did your individual stuff or even both doing it in um, parallel, you know, doing your own individual stuff and asking her, do you want to do this? You know, do you want to do your own individual stuff? And I do my own individual stuff. Let's do some things together. Let's do some things together to see how we could become stronger in this situation and not um, be in fear, anxiety, or not bad down from our dreams and desires because of this one hurdle or two or three, however many hurdles that it's been. And so um, I think that maybe possibly approaching it in both ways um, could really help you to get to your your targeted mark. And I will share um, that um, he, when I when I found out I was pregnant, we already had two kids um, and I oh, we had um, just gone through the loss of my mother from cancer. And there it was just a, a, a crazy time. And um, I told my husband that I was pregnant. Um, I found out that I was pregnant and I waited a little while, a couple of weeks. And then I told my husband that I was pregnant and he stopped talking to me because he was so shocked. And, and he, he literally like he, he went on with his daily life. Like I hadn't told him anything. He just was in complete denial that. And, and so, so this, this, person who's writing in is already better than my husband did <laughs> dealing with this news <laughs> so, so we all we all come to pregnancy in our own way <laughs> that's yeah. true that is true yeah, I, actually... I, I think we we kind of uh surmised from what what he needs to do uh but i want to say thank you to all of you for sharing it's the most important thing here on the podcast is that the panelists share their own experience, not only stories. And I can definitely say with one thing, when we've talked about um, uh, people losing a child uh, uh, in pregnancy, that it is a topic that is not spoken about at all in private. Uh, and I don't 
I feel personally about this to anyone out there. I don't feel any shame about it uh, that people share those stories because people need to know that this is this is normal. This happens, and you're sometimes not in charge of your own body. Your body has its own willpower to to say why this didn't happen, and you might not get a straight up answer why it happened, but it will happen. Uh, statistically. Uh, it will happen for, I think, one in four pregnancies uh, that you will lose a child. Uh, I think that statistic, uh, that's the st- statistic that I, I, I remember. But I want for you to hang in there, and I want you to work on your own. As the panel here kind of pointed out, there's a lot of methods that you can go for, but you need to work on yourself uh to get past this and and become a better person on the other side and don't give up your dream because if you give up a dream you will regret it at one point and it's not worth letting go of something that you want there's always a way you either find one or make a way and with that we're going to take a break so we can clear our mind and get ready for the next one so see you in a second had a short break we're fresh and we're going to jump into the next dilemma the title is i found a pregnancy test in my girlfriend's makeup drawer my girlfriend and i have been together for two years i found an open box of pregnancy tests in her makeup drawer I use the drawer often because this is where we keep the hair scissors and tweezers. But this is a drawer mostly designated to her things, and I don't use it daily. I opened it today, and there was a box of pregnancy tests that were opened, and one is missing. I counted. I snooped. I won't lie about it. So, I'm not sure what to do, if to do anything. Uh, We don't have any issues as a couple, so I don't think she would cheat. I don't know if I should even bring this up. Um, This is kind of a shared draw. Um, And they weren't what I would call hidden. Uh, they were sitting more in the middle of the drawer. Uh, they were easily visible, and by these scissors, by the way. Uh, so, if she was trying to hide them, 
that would be the worst spot. We honestly haven't had any issues as a couple. We communicate well, have a have great boundaries and respect for for each other. I know I could bring this up and she would talk to me uh, about it, but honestly, I'm freaking out uh, and I don't even know why. I've always trusted her, but I'm literally uh, here asking uh, you guys for advice. I think I'm just scared. I'm terrified uh, that my whole life might be different uh, depending on your uh, advice. Maria. Surprise. You find this in the drawer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Snoopy Snooperson. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 it's, uh, you know, it's, you know, when you live with someone, every drawer is a shared drawer. I understand that. Um, it doesn't seem like she was hiding anything. Um, so she might have wanted you to find it. Um, sounds like, sounds like she wanted you to find it. Maybe bring it up. Um, maybe that was her way of, of leaving a trail of breadcrumbs out there for him um easier than the big reveal about you know where what it is um maybe it's a conversation that should be had um wow i i don't know that's a that's a that's a an interesting one you know i think i think we can always preach conversation communication um I, I don't think I think that if he's worried enough to con to contact a podcast and ask for advice, then he should talk to his girlfriend. I think that you know he should he should step up and say, "So, honey, I found this box. What does this mean? You know how how are we doing? What's the state of things? Um, and you know just." just make it don't don't make it a big deal don't make it a dramatic thing you know but just uh find out what's going on and find out what's going on with her because she could have taken a test and been very hopeful and you know per our earlier conversation be disappointed and so she could be going through something right now or she could be very excited or she could be scared too or whatever um or she just bought them because she thought they looked cute i don't know <laughs> but you know, maybe she just likes peeing on sticks. Who knows? But uh <laughs> But what <laughs> I think communication is is the best thing. I, I don't I don't see how we can't preach communication. I mean it's so important. It's any healthy relationship has communication in it. Here's the whole uh the reason why I didn't mention this is I wanted to hear you guys first, uh, one of you at least, open up about this. This is a lesbian couple. Oh! That turns the things around a lot. Well, that is that is a very different... Okay. Well, that... Okay. They're mid-20s. Well, I have different advice. <laughs> <laughs> That's mid... They're mid-20s. And... Uh, 
she found this in the middle of her drawer of her girlfriend's drawer yeah that's that's definitely a con- conversation to be had um yeah um and you're saying conversation and i can she gave me a bit of an update because she actually told me that she confronted her after she came home from a work party she assumed and to her knowledge that she was not drunk uh but apparently she was she confronted her with it and she freaked out uh she chose instead of taking a a fight about it she chose to back down get her into bed and chose to go out camping for the next 10 15 20 hours or whatever she needed uh to clear her mind she is uh still a little confused about this uh while she's been out there uh camping she has received 20 missed calls uh, and a huge amount of text shit she has not responded to uh, from the girlfriend she also so is told camping me, a euphemism or is camping no camping, camping. camping. okay just, making just to sure. get away she took her dog and literally got out of this situation uh she also uh has updated me that her girlfriend is actually a uh, is actually bisexual but she's never had any reason to doubt that there's like that would was anything wrong in their relationship so she's never had any issue uh, with her being bisexual at all um she's just still like she doesn't know how to handle this um uh, because like com- she's completely uh, I wouldn't say dumbfounded, but the betrayal here is so immense that she really can't figure out what to do. Like, uh, so if anyone has anything they want to jump into here, I'm so welcome. glad you clarified because if it was male, female, my question was going to be, how come you're not talking about birth control? Right, you're talking about everything else, but you're not saying what you're using to not get pregnant, right? So I thought yeah. that was kind of interesting. But now that it's to women, I think that was obviously left there for a reason, right? Like we, it's like leaving your panties at the corner of the bed. Someone's marking territory. So she wanted her to know something and couldn't face it, and obviously still can't. And then that is information that she gets to make a choice about. Do I want to be committed to someone who can be honest with me when I've accepted them and their identity without a problem? And when it comes to finally having a hiccup, the answer is I run, mm-hmm. right? That's a behavior that either you're going to accept or not. I can't tell how old or young they are. They sound a little Mid- younger. Mid-20s. Mid-20s. Yeah, so they're pretty young still. Yeah. Um, but that's information and so it's heartbreaking but for me if you leave and you're non-communicative uh she left after she put her her, the the girlfriend to bed like she was like okay i need space more she's the one who went camping yeah she's the one who went camping because she went completely nuts on her when she kind of confronted her with it uh and that's why she like okay i got her to bed here's some water blah 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 she fell asleep I'm just going to leave right now because 
That's it. I'm going to take my dog and go camping. It's two people who can't confront reality. Yeah. But right? what, 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 what does she need to do here? Does she need to make an ultimatum, even though an ultimatum can is not usually the best thing to do? Um, if you're in that stage of a relationship, I think it would be... So my understanding is the person camming is not responding to any messages being left. Like, who's leaving messages? That is the girlfriend that might have been cheating. We can't say specifically right. because that's not well, been confirmed. Well, running away has got working and keeping secrets isn't working. So better to have that hard conversation and know the truth because any story you make up is going to be more fantastical than the truth so i would say take your dog and have your dog in your lap while you have a conversation but the running away is not good i love it if you need to cool off i love that you if you know that about yourself but that requires communication i need to not be here for a little bit i need time to process i need time alone that's one thing, but disappearing is another. So I could say, Den Denise, how would, like, we can agree that maybe taking a break while you've confronted it the first time to take a break, uh, but the second encounter, how should that be done? Should that be done in a bit more like, hey, we need to have a sit down here and, and talk about this? Well, um, the fact of the matter that you said that they didn't have any problems before, not no issues, no anything. Everything was, seemed to be perfect in her mind. Now, does that mean that it was perfect in the other person's mind? That's the question. Um, that is, you know, the, the, the question, first of all, um, is what would make her not be able to have a conversation? Let's just say, let's just picture this. Because I even even after uh, you had revealed that these are two women, I even pictured it. Okay, well, what if she left the box um, of uh, birth, uh, not birth control, but uh, pregnancy tests in the drawer purposely? Because maybe let's just say she wanted to have a baby, and that was a conversation that she wanted to bring up, and it wasn't about cheating. It was just about, you know, we're getting older. We don't have any, well, I don't know if they have any kids yet or not, but if they don't, we don't have any kids or we don't have any kids that we're raising together, you know, as a, you know, just us two that we decided to, you know, raise together. Let's see about doing this. Things are perfect in our lives. Why not? Maybe that was a conversation that this other person wanted to have. And if that's the case, or what if it wasn't? <laughs> Either way it goes, there's a communication area. The reason why I'm saying that, and I'm not laughing about the situation, but it's a communication break there that the other person could not have. Either way it goes. And so here's the thing that needs to be addressed first is, is that, you know, I know that this person is hurting that weight camping, and it was a good idea to put the dog in the lap while you're having this conversation because... <laughs> God forbid the dog doesn't get hurt. You know, if anything else, the dog will help everybody to remain calm, right? And so, so you know, put the dog in the, the lap and say, you know, just have a conversation first about communication. And is there a reason why there was something that you couldn't come and tell me and talk to me about? I think the shock came in where she got hit with the pregnancy test. 
rather than her girlfriend coming in actually having a conversation whether it be good a good conversation like hey let's have a baby I don't know how the other person would feel about that but hey let's have a baby or a bad conversation whereas or not so good a conversation whereas I cheated on you and I might be pregnant you know but at the end of the day why couldn't that person come to her mate the person that she felt was such in a perfect relationship and so uh, I think that conversation needs to be had first. After that, it's like, you are going to have to um, figure out what to do. <laughs> Let's just say she does want to have a baby. And it wasn't that she was cheating. You're going to have to make that, you know, um, clear as to what direction you want to go. Do you want to be a parent? And let's just say she does cheat. She had cheated and she's pregnant. Are you going to be able to be in a space to be able to leave her even if she wants to still be with you? Will you be able to help her raise a child that you two did not mutually agree on bringing up together? You know, those are hard conversations that you should be asking yourself while you're camping or while you're before you have this conversation, you know, petting your dog, you know, <laughs> before you get in the presence of her, you need to, you know, ask yourself these conversations and see also what do you think her answers are going to be and move forward with that. And to add more information, she did reveal Girl. that she actually the last couple of months, the last month, She's been working like seventeen hour days. I did not I do not know what she what her job is, but more or less on an average sixty hours a week from Monday to Sunday. And that's when at that point that their intim intimacy kind of evaporated a little or disappeared. Uh but she's never like there's been nothing that's been indicating that that has been any issue with uh, because it was because of the job that she was doing that. Um, uh, but nothing's indicated that she was worried about anything uh, from her side or from her uh, girlfriend's side. Does that change anything for you, Maria? Um, no, I, no, and I, you know, I, I, I wasn't, I, I would, didn't mean to be so flippant at the beginning, um, but, you know, I just, uh, I think, you know, lots of people work late. We all have seasons in our lives where we all, we, we work late and that doesn't mean that our partners cheat on us and it's temporarily, you know, just a, a situation, um, I feel bad for this couple. I I really do. This is this is a very difficult situation, um, you know to 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 have found this and everything. I like what Denise said. I'm I'm hopeful that what Denise said is true. That maybe it was just a conversation that this woman wanted to have with her partner about possibly having a baby. Um, that's 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 what I want to think about. That's 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 you know what I I like. Um, about this and and it's not that she cheated and it's not you know that something else went wrong in the relationship and so yeah i agree that once this other woman calms down and can come back to to the home and have a, a conversation with their with their partner let's talk this through 
communication is very important and see what happens and find out, you know, why there was a pregnancy test, why there was the need for the secrecy, why, why they found it like they did, you know, what, you know, to Holly's point, why was it left out like that? Um, it does sound like it was meant to be found. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, she did mention that, uh, besides it being weird, um, that she didn't mention that, uh, because she has a fear in herself that she might even have been raped and not, uh, spoken about it. That could be a thing. Uh, but again, she hasn't said anything to her. So this is more, could you say this is a, a trust issue between the two? Because if she hasn't opened up about anything that should have been wrong, like if that was a thing, like if that was a thing. Boy, the there, have, there have been a lot of twists and turns in this story. And <laughs> it's like every twist and every turn is like, oh, wait a minute. Let me re revise my statement. Okay, so with this twist, <laughs> I think that now it is really lying on the person, the the um, girlfriend that found the pregnancy test, if she believed that that was a possibility that her girlfriend could have been raped, why did she abandon her? Because that's what it might have felt like to the girlfriend, especially if, okay, I'm leaving this out in plain view where I know that you sometimes are, you know, in this space. Um, and the other girlfriend, you know, acknowledged that she could have possibly been raped. Why, why wouldn't, um, she kind of like address that? So that's something that, and I'm not saying that she was wrong for that. I, I feel like she could have handled that situation differently, um, approached it in a different manner, but also she needs to understand why she did that. Is rape a conversation that is um, something that she can't handle at this moment? Is it something that she's trying to run away from? Because if her girlfriend was raped, um, who's more hurt here? So um, that's something to question. Um, why did you run if you felt that way? If, if it, it, it could have been both. It could have been her cheating. It could have been her being raped. And it could also still be you know, hey, let's have a baby. Let's let's just keep that on the the table because I I'm, I'm with you, uh, Maria. That sounds so much better. But <laughs> let's have a baby. You know, we're getting older. Let's let's raise another human, human <laughs> together. And so, um, just just ask yourself, why did you react in the way that you reacted in any case that you thought it might have been? I think the story is missing something. I don't, I feel like the story that was delivered, there's there's a chunk missing. I just, it's all too slanted. It's all, it just, it's not adding up when you hear it all to me. So part of me is like, do you need drama in your relationships? Was it going good? Was everything okay? And then something, and now boom, and now there's drama. Because the, the, something is amiss at the Circle K. I don't know. The story isn't kind of following the line of anything. We're in a good place. They, we live together or whatever. We have this thing, a pregnancy test. That's just like, what the hell is this? How hard is that to say? 
if you can't speak up, you can leave it in the like on the coffee table. Leave it by the toothbrush. Let them know that they see it. It's just like um, I don't know what pattern you're repeating in your life of relationships that you've seen or experienced, but I would take a deep breath and decide what you want. And then try or not. And sometimes love isn't enough for a relationship. It's timing. It's maturity. It's whatever, a thousand other things. Um, so I'm like, I kind of feel like I don't know the whole story. And I find it, I think it's really interestingly curious to disappear after you blow up. Just saying. Right. right. I've got some nods going on. No one can see the nods. I, but yeah. Yeah. I feel like we I don't agree. exactly know <laughs> everything. Jasper's coughing because his kid's a petri dish. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Wonderful. Uh, well, I just want to clarify. The yeah. person that wrote in is the one who actually left. Right, right. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I, I, That's what I'm I saying. So they saw it, they created conflict and they bolted. And then they bolted. Yeah. And then another thing that I was thinking of is, is that if it was so perfect, if this one debacle just happened, why wasn't it perfect enough and strong enough to have a conversation? And so why did you blow up so much if it was perfect? Because maybe just it's an assumption. You have not yet gotten the answer unless she did. When did she when she came in and she thought that she might have been drunk? Did she answer her and tell her anything or is she still un not knowing anything? Well, to her account, when this happened, when she confronted her, she got defensive. Like, why are you in my drawer? Why are you going through my stuff? This is my stuff. This is my private stuff. Blah, 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 blah. So she was immediately defensive about uh, being confronted with a statement. Uh, that statement, why do we have pregnancy tests in this drawer that I sometimes use? Um, people forget when you are in a monogamous relationship, there is no safe or private space everything is shared um but uh as i can see through what she's written is that uh she was very defensive like immediately when she was confronted with it i want to know how she confronted her yeah, uh, it's like throw the box at her and say, "What is this?" Like, you know, I mean, I think, I think um, <laughs> it was more of a um, a hey, I actually found this. Can you please give me an explanation for this? Uh, and she came up with excuses that were like, uh, "Well." She explained it as she threw a tantrum and excused uh, me of invading her personal space. Uh, she said the tests were her for her younger sister. Uh, when she told her that, she confronted her with, "But hey, your family lives ten hours away in another in, in another state," and that kind of like. Was the, the direction the conversation? So perfect is all I'm saying. Yeah, the, the, exactly. There's there's nothing perfect that sounds here. You know, I I don't hear any perfect. So and I'd just like to point out that good organizing in the bathroom could have avoided all of that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I completely agree on that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> but to be honest, her her own her own steps right now would be have the conversation. Well, if I just can summarize this, have that conversation with your girlfriend. Figure out if there's any trust left or any trust that can be saved. And I'm speaking here as a male, and I can only say one thing. If anything, if you're left with the lack of trust or trust can't be saved, then you're not in doubt. And if you're not in doubt, you know what to do. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the best way I, I will surmise this to the person who wrote this dilemma is that if you're, if you're not in doubt, if you're in doubt, then you're not in doubt. You know what to do. Uh, whatever explanation that may be that your partner have, you, if you can't trust that what's coming out of your partner's mouth or mind, then you have your answer. You know what you need to do. Yeah. And uh-huh. it sucks, to it be does. honest. And I know if that is the way that you feel, you have a long way of healing to go through. And by the love of God, go get an STD test or is an STI test today because you yeah. don't know. Yeah if anything would have happened. Uh, and for that, I would also t- say to that girlfriend, how on, even if you go cheat, stay safe. Yeah. Regardless, because not only have you risk yourself, but your partner. So not that I'm condoning the act of cheating in any way, but don't be that moron. I'm sorry, like, don't be that moron. Uh, But I hope that she finds out that that what she needs to do is just have that conversation. Yeah. Figure out what she believes and don't believe and figure out if there's trust. I think that's where we're going to leave it and we're going to take a break and we'll be back with the last dilemma. Okay, guys, this is the last dilemma, dilemma number three, and the title is, my dad wants to bring his wife to my sister's wedding and won't attend uh, otherwise. How do I best navigate this? Dum, dum, da. And yes, we've had uh, dilemmas like this before. So. For background, uh, my parents uh, married young and had a generally unhappy marriage. 
with lots of infidelities on my father's part. They split for good in 2010, and my dad has since remarried and had a baby with his new wife. Well, she wasn't a very good partner to my mom. Uh, we siblings have always maintained a close relationship with him. He married his second wife, let's call her Lori, 34, uh, in 2018. Although uh, we didn't have much of a relationship with her until she had uh, our baby brother in 2020. Uh, there was no acrimony or hard feelings. Uh, there was just wasn't enough uh, frequent interactions between us for a close relationship to develop. If it matters, she is not uh, not one of the women my dad cheated on with my mom. <clears throat> when I got married in 2018, Lori, uh, uh, Lori's attendance wasn't even considered and my dad didn't ask for her to be invited. However, the dynamics have changed ever since the birth of our brother and we have all become closer with Lori. Uh, my mom was previously extremely close with my dad's family and she has always invited all fa uh, uh, she was always invited to all family gatherings but now that Lori is also invited my mom has chosen to take a step back from her ex-in-laws she was the one who came out uh, of their separation uh, worst off and she has chosen to remain single since my younger sister is getting married in a few weeks and an invite was extended to include our brother but not Lauren this decision was made to to accommodate my mom's feelings and the fact that she will not feel comfortable with Lauren if Lauren is there. My sister planned to discuss this further with my dad at the time, but he didn't comment on Lauren's lack of invites, so she naively didn't broach the topic further. Now... This close to the wedding, my dad is insisting that Lauren is also in, uh, uh, also be invited, or else he won't attend. My sister apologized to Lauren and assured her that the this, this decision was not personal to her, but Dad refused her a uh, her apology. Obviously, it would be disappointing for us all especially for my sister, if our dad didn't attend the wedding. So how best to navigate this uh, sensitive situation? My mom uh, is completely against Lauren attending, but she wouldn't threaten not coming to get her own way. Another unfortunate part of this whole scenario is I've kind of lost some respect toward my dad. And I resent him a little, but I don't know whether I'm being unfair towards him. 
maybe he's right and Lauren deserved an, uh, deserves an invite uh, but I'm but it's really not isn't that straightforward so how do I best navigate this situation Holly I have so many opinions on this one first of all it's it's not your business it's it's not your business to handle your mother and your father's crap and your mom feels like she's reaching out for revenge after being replaced 15 plus years after so I empathize and I can really empathize more than I'd want to tell you that I understand the situation but this woman, you're embracing the child. They have their own relationship completely independent of your mother. The inv invitation should be out and one person shouldn't ruin a wedding unless this Lori person there is going to like spray paint the decorations and cause a scene. And if so, then you ask a cousin, a relative or a close friend to run interference. So... I get that weddings bring out the worst in people because everyone's got an opinion about what's going on and how it's going to go. But a relationship between your parents ended in, I think you said like 2007? 10. Yeah. 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 It's quite some time and they're two grown-ass people and you all are adults, adults old enough to get married and figure things out. So I think it's old wounds. And there's like some healing that you need to do for that. But you are not responsible for other people's stuff like that. And I'm guessing you've been doing this your whole life and you're probably kind of exhausted for it. And you feel responsible to make it all easier. You're the people pleaser. You're building bridges, all of that good stuff. Lori deserves a seat at the table. She's his wife for a while. They have a child. You are all family. You don't have to like your family. Then be polite and nod or keep your back to them. But all this other stuff is a power play of is more aggravation than the energy you're expending than it's worth. I I agree. Um I totally agree it's not really any of your business. It's actually your just like you said, it's your sis younger sister's wedding. And at the end of the day, it's, I understand that you have a, you know, a, a, a feelings towards what your dad did to your mother. That's understandable. Um, that being said, there may be some inner work that you should do in order to help yourself to move forward from that. Um, obviously, you couldn't see through your mother how not really doing the internal work could keep things going. I mean, it's been 10, almost 15 years that this has happened, and yet and still your mother still has not been able to move forward. And so do you want to be in that same scenario where you are still stuck on things that happened 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years from now, I mean, uh, ago? So that's a, the situation at hand. Are you willing to do your own internal work to kind of like get over what past has happened that really hurt you and then also are you willing to allow your mother and father to do their own work i mean it seems to me like your father is living his best life <laughs> so, somewhere in there your mother should be able to figure out how to do that too and maybe you, you guys could help each other 
because you guys seem to be stuck in the same dilemma, not being able to get over um, past wounds. Maria. Yeah, it's, um, it's, you know, we all get, we all get stuck in our family dynamics. You know, we're always the child, they're always the parent. And, you know, that's, I think, what's going on in this situation, even though he's a, a grown adult with who's married, and he's coming to us asking an opinion about his younger sister's wedding, who is a grown adult, and is getting married, and can make her own decisions. Um, you know, he's still deferring to the father. He's still deferring to the mother. Um, this is a family dynamic that is a little difficult. Um, and in situations like this, you know, people get stuck in their family dynamics. They're not allowed to grow um, because of the 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 stunting of the of the relationship. They're not allowed to grow. You're always the child. Um, you know, I'm I'm not a psychologist, but I, I've done enough work on my personal side to to know the that that you know this is this is how it goes so yeah i i agree with denise it does sound like your father's living the best life he can he's got a new wife he's got a baby he's he's you know attending weddings whoop, you know and and everything's fine and he's 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 fine you know he doesn't seem to have any compunction whatsoever about the week that he's left and in his in his stead and so you know i think it would be wonderful it it's it's actually wonderful that the mother has said she's not going to not go if lori goes she's not going she you know she would prefer if the second wife didn't attend but she's not going to go so far as to you know maybe she'll have an additional cocktail and make it through the evening but you know, it's 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 not going to prevent her from going to her her daughter's wedding, and that's that's great. That's that's progress. That's that's maybe the best scenario that we can come up with, and, and that that might be the happiest family situation. I'm not saying everyone should pose for pictures, but maybe everybody. What Holly said, everybody gets a seat at the table. So the question is the question is more should should because it's the sister that's writing should she instead instead of going to the mom or going to the dad just basically ask the sister what do you want clearly like what do you want do you want Lori to be there and if not why and uh, again I, if, if, in a way from my perspective when you ask your father to bring your very young brother there without his mom that sounds in a way ridiculous because he's so young that he needs his mom so if you invite the brother you're also going to invite uh, his mother wouldn't that be reasonable Agreed. And no one here is saying like, you know, this this Lori is replacing my mother in some way, you know, that that she's she's made an effort to replace my mother. My mother feels replaced in any way. You know, no one's no one's saying that, you know, so so I think I think Lori's done a good job of kind of maintaining her situation and she's the she's the the new wife and she is living her life with her new husband and she has a baby 
and she's being respectful and waiting to be in. She's not pounding down the door and saying, I need to be invited to these things. I, you know, so I think, I think the bride needs to extend an invitation to her stepmother. I agree. It sounds like Lori's being nice. It, I don't understand the sudden not closeness, right? Because it sounds like everyone got along. They admitted that she had nothing to do with the previous. And I think this is really wife number three, if I heard you correctly on everything. Two. To, the second She's one. She's wife number two. So, like, I, I don't... You didn't have a problem. I don't hear anything about her being rude or disrespectful or not honoring any anyone's relationship. So, for me, I can't understand it. Like, it's about individuation it's about right you heal your heart so the pain from the past is not limiting your future a wedding is important and again if you are honestly worried about someone's not going to behave or your sister is because it's her wedding and it's important to her she can ask for help so she can say i don't ever want to know what's going to go on between those two people can you just handle that for me can that be your gift to me that's pretty easily done and the invitation I just think you're if you're going to have a lifetime of relationship with the mother of your brother, that wouldn't it be nice to find some sort of peaceful place with that? I also want to add on to that. Um, well, I have a question first. I, I, I want to know, um, is she, uh, are you a people pleaser? Is that something that you are, is a people pleaser? Because it seems to me like, your main goal in this is to please your mother, who is the person that is um, hurting, um, pretty much playing the victim in this 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 story, this scenario. And so, at that point, you have to ask yourself, why? What is the significance of you pleasing your mother? Of course, that's your mother, you know, and of course, you want her to be happy. But is it? to wreck another beautiful moment or what could have been a beautiful moment to appease her. And will she be appeased in the end? Will you, the person not being invited make your mother happy and be able to move on and move forward with her life? If the answer is no, then what are you doing here? Are you really making this situation better by even even asking whether this person should be invited or not, especially if she has connection besides being married to your dad, um, she has connection to this family through your brother. I think that will destroy a bridge in the family and destroy a, a piece of the family if she's not invited. And, and, and if she's not invited, it still won't make your mother happy. So, um, Look into yourself about that people pleaser thing and also look into yourself about how really you could help your mother to move on. Because sometimes even parents need help. And sometimes <laughs> it may take the child to have those conversations. Even parents need help. <laughs> that's parents amazing. always <laughs> needs help. That's, that's very wise, Denise. That's, yeah. She just laid it down. Yeah. I, I can say without a doubt, parents need help. <laughs> especially when you have young kids, you need a lot of help. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but I would say one thing uh, again, I'm trying not to be biased or anything, 
but I, I really want to say what you did say, Denise, is, is more or less correct that it sounds like a people pleaser. And to that is, I can only give one advice because I was like that at one point myself. Me too. And <laughs> and you will never be able to make everyone happy without making more conflict. Exactly. And it sucks to actually go in and say, you know what, I know I'm not going to make everyone 100% happy here, but this is how I see it and this is how I want, want it, my wedding to be. Or, sorry, not my, how we don't forget the groom. He also has a saying in this. It's always about the women. Nah, but nah, nah. Here, it's a couple thing. Uh, he has to be happy with the situation as well. Uh, if he doesn't care, great. Uh, but everyone, the couple that's in the center of this needs to be happy. And you have to let your sister know, and even yourself as a sister, you're not going to make everyone happy. No one is. Like, there's always somebody who's going to be butthurt at a wedding for some kind of reason. Not sitting close enough to the bar, sitting too far away from the bar, not sitting with the people that you know, blah, blah, blah. Way, way, way. That's how it's going to be. And 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 I know you're not going to make everyone happy in this instance, but for all sense of purpose, when you dis- how you describe Lauren, she sounds like a wonderful person. You have no incentive not to invite her. Your mother's problem is her problem. Don't let that problem become your problem because then you're going to navigate all of her problems all of her the rest of her life. She needs to deal with the trauma or the issues that she has head up first, and she needs to recognize those problems before, uh, or she needs to recognize those problems on her own. Like I've met too many people that I've uh, that have issues and they're not willing to accept it. The dad accepted that he was a sorry, bit of a loose cannon when it came <laughs> to women. And he's accepted that, and he's made a mistake, and now he's found someone he apparently doesn't have that issue with. So he's happy. He's moved on. He's recognized his mistake. Bob, do the same. Figure out why this is triggering you. You don't even know this woman. And she could be a lovely person. Don't judge anyone based on a split second judging on what they actually contain. You can judge a lot of people just by looking at a picture or walking by past the person. But you don't know that person. That takes time. So mom, I implore you, go have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. Talk to them talk to her she's probably not a bad person but don't make your daughter's waiting about you period I'm sorry I've met too many people yeah, I told you guys I wouldn't try not to do this but this is just one of those that just no because I'm, I've, I've been like this like oh I want to make you happy I want to make you happy I want to make you happy it made me more stressful than anything else and afterwards I just figured out I don't really care 
because it's my day, my birthday or whatever. I want to do it like this. If you don't want to be here, then see you. Basically, there's a, everyone who's coming to a wedding or anything you throw as a party or anything are there for you. And if people can't be there for you, that tell, that says more about them than about uh -huh. you. As long as you're being reasonable, of course. Be reasonable. But, All right, yeah. Stella. <laughs> it doesn't sound like the sister is like that. No, the, but the I would, bride. I would, I would, I would agree on you, uh, Denise. That it sounds like the sister, even both the sister, uh, well, both of them are very uh -huh. attentive to try and please everyone. Yeah, it's a sad life. I used to be like that as well, and it it didn't just wasn't like I couldn't please everybody else. I couldn't please myself. I ended up being the most stressed. hurt person yeah. and stressed. Yeah. So yeah. it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. No. And it, especially on a day like your wedding. That yeah. should be the day when you, after all the planning, all of, all of this like has to come yeah. through. Like, that, that should be the thing that is like, ah. Oh. Like it's like, I I know this not, it's not the same comparison at all and has nothing to do with it. But it's for me, when I hear women talk about, oh, I had to do this and da, 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 all the stress they go through is like, and when they finally let go of the stress because the wedding is here, you can't change anything now. It's like, ah, oh, it went fine. Yeah. yeah it's, one it's one day. It's one day. It's one day. hours. Yeah. Focus that attention on your life. On the relationship, uh, on the longevity of it. Yes. Exactly. Like, yeah. don't, don't, like, for anyone who's been in the military, they can tell you, like, a, a very well mission plan is only going to be uh, 60 to 70% accurate. The rest of it is something that's going to go wrong. Uh -huh. It just, yeah. the same goes, in my opinion, for weddings. Everything, if it, it's not the time, if the schedule is going to move, uh, this person didn't show up on time, blah, blah, blah. The priest is not a priest. It's a rabbi. What the hell? <laughs> like it, it's, it's like stuff will eventually happen at the wedding. But some, the one thing I, I want, I want her to know, there's some things she can do something about, and there's some things she can't do anything about. You can't do anything about how your mom is feeling, but you can do something about the situation where you feel, should this person be here or not? Yeah. And if you like that person enough, shouldn't that just be enough for her to be invited? It's your baby brother's mother. Again, think about the age of that child yeah. and being alone at a wedding without mom. Nice. That's not going to be fun. No. And all the turmoil that's going to come if she's not invited, like for that one day, can you imagine everything else that happens at, you know, whatever events, at whatever stories are being told and the things that are being told to the younger brother or his own experience? Why wasn't my mom at your uh -huh. wedding kind of thing? Do you want those questions? I mean, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Because I'm, 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 I'm more or less I'm like this is, again, you can say you can create some drama, but by doing this, you're creating not just drama, but a nuclear bomb of drama. Because it's going to yes. have ripple effects Gosh. so far down the line. Uh, 
that she can't even imagine, I would say. Uh, the same would be said for... Uh, wouldn't be said for the mother. Again, she has expressed that she will attend. Uh, that's fine. But at least uh, we can say, Mom, deal with whatever wounds you have because clearly there you haven't attended those. Bride and groom, you guys decide who gets to be there. And sometimes it's better to keep the peace than start a war. Advice that can get you far in life. Yeah. Uh, And sister, talk to your mom about getting some therapy maybe or whatever she needs to talk uh, about this to deal with those things because your mom is putting emotions into your dad's new wife that are unjust. Uh, Clearly, she has some feelings that she needs to address and she's putting them on Lauren for some reason, uh, which is uncalled for. Uh, I'm not saying she's not right for, for that, but I'm just saying she needs to address those things because it's not just uh, that she doesn't even know her. It, at least what we know from the story, she she doesn't know her. So maybe she should take time off to just know her. And by the way, she didn't. She was not one of the women that her ex-husband cheated on you with. It's a completely different person. Um, I think that might be the way we should uh, leave it because it seems like that's what she's asking for an action plan for it oh. uh, I hope you survive the wedding and the aftermath depending on what you choose <laughs> to do um, the weddings are always a swing and a miss in, in some cases but in this case I think uh, you'll you'll figure it out it sounds like you're, you're going to figure it out and I want to say thank you to my panel uh, for once <laughs> and say you, this was perfect. Like if I could have an A-team as a panel, it would be you guys. Well, uh, and uh, thank you for taking time out of your calendar and trying to help some people with some very important questions and some not so much like this last one. Um, and Everything, uh, like if you want to look up Holly or Maria or Denise's background or if you need their help with anything, we're going to have a link in the description for their social media books or whatever they have they want to share so you guys can hit them up and figure out, I I need help. Okay, what is your problem? Uh, And... And and hopefully you'll connect with someone. And if anyone out there is listening, feel they have a story or they have a dilemma. It could be serious. It could be not so serious. Like I have this naked picture. I want to hang it in the living room. My <laughs> wife won't let me. We will discuss it. But we need a picture of that of that painting, though. But 
anything you feel that you want us to discuss with a panel, send it to us. Uh, the email address is in the description. Um, and I hope everyone out there has a lovely week. And if this made you guys talk about issues that you've been through, then great. We get you talking. That's the whole thing about this podcast, that people can talk about their problems. And that is something that is severely lacking in today's atmosphere. So with that, have a great week and see you in a week or two.